been in this series called Highlights. Can't you say highlights? And, and this is kind of a new thing we're doing. Uh, we're, in the past, we've gone through books of the Bible and kind of taken out things that we feel like the Lord is highlighting to us to share with the church family. And we thought, hey, you know what? Why don't we just call this kind of series Highlights and then have the book that we're going through underneath. So this is Highlights, John. Can you say John? Can you guess what book we might be going through? Yes, John. Um, and, and so we're going to start right here in John 8, verses 31 through 32. If this is your first time here, um, I might yell at you, I might cry at you, I might cry with you, I might fall down, I might do weird stances. Go with the flow, okay? Um, but also, we do this thing where, where sometimes I put b words in bold, and what that means is if it's not a distraction to you, I invite you to read those words out loud with me. Um, they're not bolded in the original text, okay? This is just for emphasis. Let's go. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you continue, can you say continue? Continue. It's one thing to start. It's a whole other thing to continue. How many of y'all are good at starting stuff? <laughs> How many of y'all are less good at finishing stuff? Anybody? Um, good night, man. Just start a renovation project and you know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, I feel like a lot of Christians don't get to experience the full freedom that God has for us because we've started, but we haven't continued. We've like changed our relationship status on like Facebook or whatever, but we've never gone on any dates. We've said, yeah, sure, God. Yep, that sounds great. So, uh, okay, you do it or whatever. How many of y'all know we have a part to play in this thing called Christianity? How many of y'all know there's a, a beautiful, experiential relationship where we get to continue to walk out the things he reveals to us? What I'm getting at is oftentimes this sentence, if you continue in my word, is reduced to read your Bible more. And then you'll be my disciples. And then you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you. Listen, listen. Read your Bibles more. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that, but that's not all this is communicating. If you continue in my word, is not just a command to obey commandments, it's an invitation to engage in the covenant we've embraced. We get to live. Every day, following him, obeying him, but experiencing him. Not a dead Christianity, just trying to do good. Sometimes we, we get wrapped up in the doo-doo. You know what I mean? And it stinks. It stinks in the church, and it stinks in the earth, and it's not a witness of God. But you know what is? 
us yielding to his spirit and walking out the things the spirit of God is showing us, which obviously are in line with scripture. Can I get an amen? Amen. But he can work and speak in such intricate ways. And I want us to be reminded of that. For your situation, he has a word for you that you can continue in. For your situation, that you can continue in. And so this word, you know, we're in this series called Highlights, and this word continue was just like leaping off the page at me. And how many of you know it's good to look up words? How many of y'all know the Bible wasn't written in English? Okay, if you didn't know that, know that, Um, which is funny because some people treat the King James Version like, it's the only translation, you know, and it's like, well, it's not, but, you know, um, it wasn't originally written in English. It was in uh, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, you know. Um, It says here, this is is the, the Greek translation of the word continue. And guess what, y'all? This is very close to home. It's meno. Can you say meno? That sounds like the beginning of something I know. Menomony. This should be an easy one to remember. How about you walk this out in our city? How about we continue in his word in our city? Hello? Come on, church. He invites us to experience him more than an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. He invites us to experience him more than just whatever devotional time we're giving him as we're reading our Bibles. We get to experience and express his love in every moment, in every relationship. Pray over your relationships. One of the things, I'm so grateful um, to be a father because I, I pray with True every night, you know? And it's been really cool because now he's starting to pick up what I'm putting down. You know, True's my son, if you don't know this. He's like two and something years old. <laughs> Kara would have like probably the exact number of days old he is, but I don't know that. I know he's two and something, you know. But it's really cool because I'm praying with True every night, and something God has really shown me in this is just praying over my relationships. So when I'm praying at night, like one of the things I frequently pray is, God, I thank you for helping me be a good son to you. I thank you for helping me be a good husband to my wife, a father to my son, and a pastor to my church. He wants to work in our relationships. Listen to me, I'm talking every relationship. Every relationship he wants in, and he wants to move in, and he can do tremendous things. So meno, this word is pretty wide in its meaning. To remain and to abide, to sojourn. I never know how to say that. Do you guys know how to say that better than I do? Sojourn, sojourn. Sojourn. (laughs) We are sojourners here on the earth. To sojourn. To tarry, not to depart, to continue, to be present. Come on. Are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? To continue to be present. To be held. 
kept continually. In reference to time, to continue to be, not to perish, to last, to endure. Can you say endure? To survive, live. And then in reference to state or condition, to remain as one, not to become different or another, to wait for, to await one. You know, when I first was looking through that definition, the thing that just like really, really, really jumped out at me is that to be kept, to be kept, to be kept in his word. See, I feel like we've reduced it just to keeping his word. We can't keep his word without being kept by him. Did you hear me? We are not just keeping his word. We are kept by his word. We abide in his word. We abide in him. What I'm saying is, is, is again, if we try to go out and do and keep his word, if we try to continue in his word without continuing to be held, continuing to be kept by him, We'll fall on our faces. And here's the good news. If you've fallen on your face, hey, you don't have to stay there. God wants to help you up. He wants to help you now. But this word kept, uh, how many of y'all know that, that God has promised to his people throughout scripture to keep us? Maybe, okay, here, Numbers 6, 22 through 27, I'll show you. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, In this way you shall bless the sons of Israel. You are to say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. What does it mean for God to keep us so that we can keep his word. What does it mean? You know, the word keep here, obviously this is Old Testament. Uh, this is in the Hebrew. This is shamer. Can you say shamer? It's to keep, guard, watch, ward, to protect, to save life, to keep within bounds, Retain, preserve, protect. Isn't that good? God wants to do this in your life. God wants to do this in your life. But how many of y'all know he invites us to do this same thing in the realms of influences he delegates to us? This is what continuing in the word is. This is, this is listen, this started in Genesis. That same word, shamar there, let's go ahead and pull up Genesis 2.15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and to tend it. Can you say tend? That word there for tend is the same word shamar or shamer that is used. Isn't that interesting? The Lord bless you and keep shamar, shamer, shamer, not shamar, shamer. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
Then the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and to keep it. Hmm. In order to keep our gardens, we must be kept by his word. Do you hear me? In order to keep our gardens, we must be kept by his word. We cannot keep his word without being kept by him. Things fell apart for Adam and Eve when they chose to keep themselves. What do I mean by that? When they chose to decide that God's word was not enough for them. He doesn't get to keep them. They're going to go do their own thing. They're going to try to, to figure it out. How'd that work out? Terrible is a very, very good word for it. Didn't work out well at all. They failed to be kept by God and his word. They failed to say, God, your word is enough. And they started entertaining all these other means to satisfaction. And then came the fall. Things went awry. And this same thing happens in our everyday lives, you guys, when we fail to let his word to us be enough. The enemy comes and convinces you, oh, but did God really say this? Oh, but you don't get it. He's holding back on you. How many of y'all are grateful that God holds some things back? Hello? Like, listen, I lived life without boundaries, and it was a hot mess. I wasn't letting God keep my life. I wasn't letting God establish the boundaries and give me instruction to engage and live in his love. And I'll tell you what, man, it was depravity. It was pain. Whatever the opposite of satisfaction is, it was that. He has more. You were designed for relationship with him. You were designed to not just start in his word and then turn to your own devices or get distracted or whatever. We get to continue in his embrace to be kept by him and keep the gardens he gives to us. Luke 17, 33. <laughs> this kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. Listen, it's just like it's too much to keep up. Some of us are trying to keep up so much. His yoke is easy and his burden is light because it's not so convoluted. You ever, you ever realize we just have too many options sometimes? Man, I miss the days of like the movie rental store. And that was even too much options for me, man. 
I would go in there, it'd be like a full hour and a half looking around like, well, what are we going to watch tonight? And then by the time we like rent something, it's like, I guess we're watching this tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Y'all ever look through the streaming stuff? It's like, what should we watch? <laughs> I'm not going to go for the full length of time that we would do that because it's a long time. But some of us are trying to keep things that God didn't author. Some of us are trying to keep things that are byproducts of words that did not originate in him. Some of us are trying to keep up that which God did not have anything to do with and we are losing our minds. Continue in his word. His word. Don't get pulled in every direction by every other word. You will end up with a world of little fires. God wants to burn brilliantly through you in what he has called you to. There's so many. What I'm saying is tighten it up. Remember, seek him first. Continue in his word. And then we'll be his disciples indeed. And then we'll know the truth. And the truth will set us free. Our, our, our lack of knowing Jesus, our lack of knowing the truth, is often a byproduct of us just pursuing things he hasn't given us to pursue. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like if I was just to like pick up some random hobby that had nothing to do with Kara, Kara was completely uninterested in it, Kara didn't think it was going to do anything good in our life, and then I was like, isn't this bringing us closer together? <laughs> what? No. She's not going to have influence there. She's not going to be present there. And I want all of our lives to be full of his presence. But that doesn't mean that all of our life is of his invention. Sometimes we create things that have nothing to do with him. And then we go, God, bless it, please. Is that continuing in his word or is that asking him to continue something that wasn't originated in his authorship? He is the author and the perfecter, but he is the author. Hello? He ain't going to perfect what he doesn't author. He is the author and the perfecter, so let's stick with his authorship. And if you've gotten off to the side, choose your own adventure, right? You're on like page 8,563 billion I don't think that's a number. <laughs> but it's of your own invention. Come home. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. We're so stressed out because we're stressing ourselves out. You can handle what he's given to you by his strength through you. You can't handle that which he is not giving to you. So stop trying. Let it be about him. Amen?
John 8, 31 through 32 again. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, y'all ready? If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Again, I like that word continue meaning kept, being kept. How I many know God keeps some things for us, but he keeps some things from us. I told you that Adam was told to keep the garden, right? I think it's obvious that God's intention was that Adam would be kept by him, right? So here's what happened. This, so this is Genesis 2, 25. This is before the fall, okay? And the man and his wife were both naked. Can you say naked? naked. You didn't know someone was going to ask you to shout naked at 11.11 this morning. But they were not ashamed. This is right before the fall. The man and his wife were both naked, but they were not ashamed. Now let's look at Genesis 3. This is after they chose to do things their own way. When they didn't continue in his word, his word wasn't enough, and they believed that God was holding something back. God was holding something back. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves waist coverings. What's the first thing they do? They cover up. They start to cover up. Now they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid. hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? I, I, don't, think, I don't think God was used to having to ask this question. I think this was the first time they ever hid from his presence. And they hid from his presence after they decided that his word wasn't enough. He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, y'all ready? And I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Who told you that thing that's got you off track? Who told you that thing that's got you hiding from God? Who told you that thing that's got you overcompensating, trying to prove yourself to yourself and to people instead of just being a child of God? Naked and unashamed, we're so afraid and it's so dumb. Why are you afraid? I guarantee you it's not because of something he authored. And even like fear to walk out that which he has shown you, that fear is birthed in the thought of walking it out without his presence, without him being right there with us, working through us. We can actually live without fear. I hear people say, do it afraid. 
And like, I understand what they're, I understand what they mean, okay? I'm not saying write off anybody who's ever said that. What I'm saying is God actually wants to be enough to where we don't have to be afraid of even the things that there's so much uncertainty. We can confidently walk into them going, yeah, I'm a child of God. Let's go, God. What do you, let's, okay, cool. You're going to do this? Cool. Okay, yeah. It's so simple. It's so simple. I find myself these days just repeatedly telling people, stop taking yourself so seriously. Stop complicating things. Christians, we are so good at complicating things. We're so good at developing principles that we can latch on to instead of submitting ourselves to the presence of the Holy Spirit. You don't need more books. You need his presence. You don't need some new special revelation. God was revealed in Christ Jesus and the Spirit of God is here with you every day along the way. Don't be convinced you need someone else's word. You need something else. Contentment is a byproduct of being in God's presence. Let him be enough. Continue in his word. And we'll save ourselves so much pain. Freedom is not the capability to do anything. It is experiencing his presence without being entangled by sin and death. Sometimes we think freedom is, I can do whatever I want. Freedom! Well, that kind of freedom led to the fall of the world. So, okay. That's not the freedom I want. I want a freedom that is the actual experience of our God and his love. And we are free as we do what he says. I know this is profound. You have a pastor here saying, do what God says. But that's when we experience his freedom. Don't dumb down freedom to this like thing that's going to end up getting you to a place of bondage. Let's do what he says. Let's keep our eyes fixed. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking only at Jesus, the originator and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's run with endurance the race that's set before us. How many of y'all, that definition we looked at, one of the words for keeping his word is to endure. Do you remember that? To endure. Uh, anybody realize that, that like walking a life with God is not void of speed bumps? Yeah? Any of y'all ever experienced a bump before? Yeah? Uh, let a bump be a bump. You know what I mean? You don't have to get entangled in the bump. Do you know that? We get entangled with the bump sometimes by being like, bump. Hey, bump! 
Why'd you do that? What are you doing? And then we make such a big deal out of bump that we end up entangled by bump rather than just living out our lives. Anybody ever been there? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. Anybody? Am I so old that finding Nemo's not even a thing anymore? Y'all realize this? Shrek came out in the year like 2000. Shrek is 22 years old. Like the movie's 22. I don't know how old Shrek was. He was an ogre. I don't know how age works for ogres. We're getting old. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, y'all. Continue in his word. Endure in him. But endure means there must be some things that we'll have to endure. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh, I would say another way of saying that is continues in his own flesh, invests in his own flesh, is caught up in keeping appearances rather than being kept by his presence. Sowing to his own flesh. The one who does this will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Y'all ready? Let's not become discouraged in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not become weary. Let's not become discouraged in doing good. That must mean that there are some things trying to discourage us. Sometimes just like, we don't, we don't, sometimes we don't need help. Anybody? Sometimes we're like discouraging ourselves. The Holy Spirit is near. If you find yourself haphazardly looking for encouragement out of a needy place, I want to encourage you to ask the Spirit of God to reveal himself to you in a way where he's encouraging you. And I'm not saying we're not called to encourage one another because we are. And we're the body of Christ, and that's crucial. Amen? What I'm also saying is we shouldn't live in this place of neediness. Am I doing okay? Am I doing okay? Am I doing okay? Does that sound like God's word is enough? Right? I'm really trying my best to walk out of his word. Am I doing okay? I don't know. Am I doing okay? I need you to tell me, am I doing okay? That neediness is not born of letting him be the author and the perfecter. That neediness is born of him being the author and you trying to perfect it by sowing to your own flesh. Love you. 1 Timothy 4, 11 through 16. I come back to this all the time. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example to those who believe. Until I come, this is, so this is Paul writing to Timothy, just in case you're wondering. Sometimes when we read until I come, we might be like, Jesus? You know what I mean? This is Paul writing, okay? Until I come, give your attention to the public reading, to exhortation and teaching. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was granted to you 
through words of prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Y'all ready? Take pains with these things. Woo! No one wants to talk about taking the pains. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, he endured the cross. Hello? Some of us have believed the falsified version of Christianity where we don't have to endure any pain. That's a lie. I love you. It's a lie. But here's what's beautiful. There's something so much greater than any kind of earthly pain that could ever be thrown our way, and it's his presence. It's the opportunity to continue in his word and watch him work no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at us. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to the teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Us choosing to endure in his word, to continue in his word, to be kept by his word is not just a matter of the benefit of our own lives. This is how we get to be an influence for Christ in the earth. This matters. Letting God be enough will definitely bring you satisfaction, but it will also emit a true light and as we follow him in what he says and does, we're going to see people saved by his work through us. But here's the deal. If you get a pain and you're like, no, it's too hard. Good Lord. I understand this, man. It's like sometimes doing what God has called you to do, even if it's teaching and helping people, can be like just smashing your face on a brick wall sometimes. I'm just being honest. Sometimes it can be extremely painful, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that's how it can feel. Who cares? Just keep swimming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not forget, like, yo, like the early church, dude. hung upside down, martyred, all sorts of stuff. How many of y'all think they took some pains? How many of y'all think they were more impactful as they let God work through them? You know, it's beautiful. Persevere. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, <laughs> knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, ready, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Don't cut short the transformative process and potential that endurance brings by His Spirit. We're learning. We're growing. There is a perfect result as we don't give up. Don't grow weary. Let him be enough. Follow him. And let, see, again, you can choose not to let endurance have its perfect result. 
Endure. I'm encouraging you. Endure. So we've talked a lot about walking this stuff out. I feel like I would be shortchanging you if I didn't show you some connections here um, regarding the Spirit being the one who enables us to continue in His Word. That the Spirit of God is God Himself here in us and with us to enable us to keep His Word to continue in his word, even to be kept by him, to endure. You can't endure in your own strength. Your flesh will fall. I've had my flesh fall. No bueno. It's not great. It's like, ugh. But God's still there to help us. All of God's commandments require his presence. All of them. Everything he says, he wants to do with us. Did you hear me? This is really, really, really important. Because sometimes we're like, thanks, God. Got it. And then we go and we try to do our own thing and we make a hot mess of the thing that God told us to do, but we forgot that he told us he would do it with us. Everything he tells us to do he wants to do with us. It's the presence of the Spirit working with us. So again, we read in John 8, 31 through 32, you will know the truth. Can y'all say the truth? And the truth will set you free. I find this a trip. This isn't just talking about knowing knowledge that'll set you free. If you look at John 14, 6, Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth, and the life. Check this out. The Spirit of God helps us know Jesus. Not just know facts, not just know do-gooding, know Him. John 14, 15 through 17. If you, yeah, let's read together. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So go do that on your own. You don't need help. You got this, Christian. Oh, wait. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Needs to be followed up with that. You can't keep the commandments without his presence. And you don't have his presence if you don't have his spirit. Holy Spirit has gotten a back seat in Christianity for far too long. He is with us now. And he wants to work through us. And as best and as hard as we try, we will fail without him. And these things that we declare, this gospel that we preach, it's only good news when the good one is in it. Otherwise, it's just words spewed into the air that no one cares about. I've, I've experienced both. There is a difference. And then here in John 16, 12 through 14, 
Y'all ready? I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them at the present time. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take from mine and disclose it to you. He has many more things to say to us. But they couldn't bear them at the present time. How many of y'all have seen, as you progress in a walk with God, he reveals new things to you that you need in the moment? Yeah? That's a byproduct of us continuing with him. And God didn't stop speaking with Scripture. Okay, listen, listen. I, I need you to hear this clearly. Scripture is the best. I love scripture. Scripture is amazing. And often, God speaks to us through scripture. Amen? But he doesn't just stop there. Again, everything he says will line up with his written word. But also, he has many more things to say to us. I don't believe he was just referring to the epistles. Okay? There are some people that do believe that. And that there's like a cessationism, that it's going to cease, that spiritual gifts are going to cease, God will not speak except through everything he's written, and that, that's that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's even scriptural. I believe this. He has more things to say to us. And that he, the spirit of truth, leads us and guides us into all the truth. And how many of y'all know that when we know the truth we will be set free. So following, so continuing in his word is continuing to let yourself be led by the spirit in everyday life. Let him speak to you. Remember that he wants to. Y'all remember when you gave your life to Jesus and that still small voice was like, oh, whoa. God speaks to me. Guys, whoa. God speaks to us. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? He's with us and wants to help us today. So let's continue in his continuing word, knowing Jesus better and experiencing true freedom. Amen.